Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And today we're going to start off with a little confession. <laughs> a little confession time, my friends. And it has everything to do with what I shared back in episode number 546. That episode was the one I titled, What You Believe About Who You Are Will Determine Your Outcome. Now, I released that podcast episode back on May 10th, and today is Friday, June 8th, as I'm recording this. So we're one month later, okay? But it was May 10th when I recorded that podcast episode, and I'm not going to go, I mean, that was a two-hour podcast episode, by the way, for those of you who have not yet listened to that. But And I'm not going to recap everything, but I am going to just give you a little bit of an update, and I need to give some background here, and I promise you it will take very, very, very few minutes here, because I have an outline, and and I'm not going to ramble on. But here's what I said. In that episode, I said that the actions that we take in life are reflective of our beliefs about who we are or our identity, if you will. I also, I told the story of having achieved my goal of getting under 200 pounds. I started out at 272 pounds, but I had got below that 200. And and I talked about my entire weight loss journey and, 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 and the road it took to get under 200. And how after I got under 200 pounds, I made a commitment to the world and I had adopted a new identity that said, I will never, in my lifetime, I will never be above, I will never be more than 200 pounds ever again in my life. However, I also shared that I wasn't finished. My ultimate goal wasn't to be just like 199 pounds. My goal was to get to 180. My desire, if you will, was to get to 180. But once I hit that 200 uh, milestone, and although my goal was 180, I went weeks, and I'm not even sure now, it's been a while, I could look it up, but it, that's not the whole point of this. It's all, it was all covered in episode 546 in great detail. But my, my, the thing is, is I, I struggled, if you will, to get down to 180, which was my desire at that point. I had created a new goal to get to 180, But my identity had not shifted, and as a result of that, I spent several weeks, maybe months, hovering somewhere between 195 and going all the way up to 200. Never, by the way, ever going above 200. I still, to this day, have never been above 200. But I I explained in that episode that I believe that my issue is that I have not yet adopted this new identity. Throughout the fitness journey, I my identity is clearly I work out six days a week every week for the rest of my life. Done deal. I will never eat sugary snacks again in my life. 
That's a done deal. And I will never weigh over 200 pounds. That's a done deal. Those three things, they are so much a part of who I am today. There's no way I will allow myself to take any action that will that is not congruent with that identity about who I am. But in episode 549, I explained, I exclaimed, I shared with the world as of that moment in time on May 10th, or whenever I recorded that, it was actually a live stream. So it was probably even a week before that. But I I shared that even though at that moment in time, I was more than 180 pounds, that I was adopting a new identity, a new belief about who I am. I am making a commitment. I will never be above 180 pounds again, and, and right now I am, and that's unacceptable. Now, after I shared all of that, I explained that um, people tell you that the last 10 pounds are the hardest, and once you get down to a certain thing, it's, it's difficult to maintain, and I told, I, I exclaimed that I do not accept those as reality. I do not accept those as truth. I accept those as things people believe, but I do not believe them. I do not believe it's more difficult to lose the last 10 pounds. I do not believe it's more difficult to maintain weight. I do not believe that, 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 it, that it's physically, there's something in the body that makes that difficult. Um, I, I, I believe some very other, very real things about what it would take to get those. And I know hundreds of people who are able to successfully lose those last 10 pounds. And and there are techniques, strategies, formulas for doing so. And yes, there are healthy ones without surgery and without uh, supplements or any other kind of medications, if you will. So I shared all of that, episode 549. And I exclaimed that by the time my daughter graduates, which is May 30th, by, by the end of May... I will be under 180 pounds. So here we are, Friday, June 8th. It's a week after that deadline. And this morning, I received an email from a client who's getting ready to start working with me through my one-on-one mentoring package, which, by the way, this is the one thing I don't have listed on my website. I've got a section on there that shows you can work with me. And there's, you know, you can come to Free the Dream Conference. You can come to my Building an Online Business Workshop here in the Next Level Studio. And um, I think, are those the only two things that I have listed there? I think they're the only two things listed on there as for, or no, no, there's the Podcast Mastermind. You can be a part, you can have me as your mentor and, and be a part of an ongoing community of people who are taking all areas of their life, especially their business pursuits to the next level through the next level mastermind. So those are the three things that are listed. I do have a fourth way people can work with me, but I don't advertise it a lot because what, quite frankly, word of mouth gets around and it's how people hear about this mentoring package. And every now and then I drop a little mention of it here in the podcast. And this client, his name is Marco. He heard about it in the podcast. He says, dude, I didn't know you had this $3,500 package. I want that. And so if you're interested, I only mention it here every now and then. I And the reason why is because, well, I don't want to take away from the focus of marketing on my work with me page for this mentoring package because it's not easily available all of the time. I, there's, I, I usually take on one to three one-on-one mentoring clients per month because I only do these calls on Tuesdays 
and I only have enough time for a certain, you know, one to three people per month is, is typically what I have. And without actually putting it on my website, without doing any email blasts to my list, I always have one to three clients that reach out to me. So Marco, by the way, signed up and it is uh, three one-hour mentoring sessions with me, three one-on-one video mentoring calls via Zoom. And the only thing is it's $3,500 and those calls have to be used within a nine, yeah, within a 90-day period of time. So you could do one call per month for three months. Uh, but if you wanted to, you could pay the $3,500 and you could do three call. Well, actually, you couldn't do three calls in one week because I only do them on Tuesdays. But you could do uh, once a week for three weeks on Tuesdays and that that's the mentoring package. All right, enough of that. But anyway, Marco and I are working out his mentoring package when he's going to start. He's getting ready to start at the end of this month, probably, uh, or the earliest part of uh, July. And um, in our email exchange uh, to this morning, before I went into the gym, I looked at his email and he wrote a postscript at the bottom of his email, you know, the little PS message at the bottom. He says, oh, PS, did you finally get to 180 last week? So Marco obviously listens to the podcast. He heard episode 546 and he's interested to know, Cliff, you strongly stated you were going to absolutely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you were going to be 180 pounds or less by May 30th. So he writes, P.S., did you finally get to 180 last week? Fair question. Absolutely fair question. And I told him, I said, listen, I, want, I, w- I will answer your question, but I probably will do it in a podcast episode because I would venture to guess that there are a lot of people, I would venture to say a few thousand people, who might be interested in my response to that question. And I want to tell you, I want to confess to you that this morning, Friday, June 8th, I weighed in at 191 pounds, okay? I weighed in at 191 pounds. So did I make it to 180? The answer is no. I confess to you that I did not. I am not perfect, um, and and I want to share with you an update. By the way, if you have not heard episode number 549 and you want the whole backstory of, of, of this before you go any further into this episode, you can look for episode 546 in the feed. That's only, what, three episodes or four episodes back or whatever. Anyway... You can go back to episode 546 and listen to it in your podcast feed, or if it's been years later and you just happen to be upon the site, and anyway, you can go to mindsetanswerman.com slash 546, and it'll take you directly to that podcast episode. You can play it on the website or from the website. That's mindsetanswerman.com slash 546. So what happened? Now, first thing I want to tell you is that I had so much passion, so much firmness in my commitment, so much commi- so much belief in that message that what I will tell you is going to sound shocking. Now, I'm going to look into my fitness pal, which is where I track my weight. I actually do weigh myself every single day. And I am going to go all the way back to, let's say, May 10th. Uh, There's May 9th. 
Um, I wonder when I did that that actual live stream. I'm going to pause for a second and look this up. Okay, so I'm looking right here and I see that I recorded that live stream as a practice session for the Free the Dream conference on May 4th was when the actual live stream happened. Now, that live stream was in a couple, that was a couple days after I actually came to the realizations and this new belief about how I was going to change my identity and therefore take new actions based upon that new act, that new identity, that new standard that I was setting for myself of, of expectations from myself about who I am and how I show up in the world. And so I look back and the, those, those things happened. It occurred to me on April 30th when I actually weighed on on Monday, April 30th, I weighed 200 pounds. So I had actually uh, hit, I was below 200 and then I went, you know, went all the way down to like 194, 194.5 and I went all the way back up to 200 eventually. And then I'm like, okay, whoa, 200, no way, not going over this thing, need to get back down, all the way back down over the course of a couple days and or even a week or two, all the way back down to 195. But then I find myself creeping back up all the way to Monday, April 30th, I weighed, Monday, April 30th, I weighed 200 pounds. And that's the day I'm like, oh, no, this this is the last time I'm going to be 200. And I've this has to change. And I happen to believe that the reason why I keep struggling to, and I hover right right up to 200 is because my identity was I'll never be above 200. And I'm comfortable as long as I'm under 200. As soon as I hit 200, I get uncomfortable enough to make changes that cause me to, to get right back down underneath it. And I said, you know what? I am going to shift my identity. And of course, I already adopted that, a new, that new identity. And starting May 1st, I started changing things. Now, I will tell you again, I just a little, I, I said this very clearly in episode 546, I make no recommendations for what you should do uh, as far as nutrition and physical activity. I recommend you seek a the advice of a, some medical professions of, uh, professionals about what kind of exercise is appropriate for you, what kind of nutrition changes are appropriate for you. I am not a nutritionist. I... I I only do things based upon what I've researched and stuff like that. Now, I will tell you that I have been working out six days a week, every week for and for more than three and a half years, and I have conditioned my body. I, I was already at the place where I was working out a minimum of 45 minutes a day for three and a half years, and for me to go to the gym, I've conditioned myself to see that as my most awesome time of the day. I look forward to it. To, for me to go to the gym and spend two hours a day every day is not a struggle. It's something I look forward to. And most days I work out for a minimum of two hours. Now, today I worked out for an hour. So it's it, it's not every day I'm doing two hours. But the thing is, is I work out a lot and I've conditioned my body to do so. So when I made this change, I'm like, I know some things that I can do. I can increase the intensity of my workouts because I'm conditioned to be able to do so without hurting myself and without not only without injuring but without even exhausting myself. I can I can up the intensity. I can even go instead of an average of an hour per day, I can go 2 to 3 hours a day. And 
I can also jump on my bike and go ride and do 50 mile rides for five and a half hours. And I did a couple of those. And I did, uh, you know, it's, if, I, if I wasn't going out for a 40 or 50 mile bike ride during a nice, beautiful, sunny day, then I would be in the gym and I would do a minimum of two hours on the Stairmaster coming out of the, the gym absolutely soaking wet with sweat. So, and I also knew about intermittent fasting and some other things that I have learned that I could adopt. And as a result of that, all of these things, it's like, this isn't going to be difficult. This isn't going to be challenging. This is my identity. This is who I am. These are the actions that I'm going to take. This is how I'm going to do it. So on Monday, April 30th, I weighed 200 pounds. Now, this is, I do not want to hear anybody email me and say, Cliff, that is not healthy, my friend. Trust me, I'm, I'm only doing what I am doing and I am working with medical professionals. I have a nutritionist. I have... Uh, people in my life, my medical doctor, I also have some other uh, fitness professionals in my life that are very much aware of the kinds of things that I'm doing. But man, when you go when you go on a 50-mile bike ride that is actual in combination with intermittent fasting, which I am not recommending for anyone, I'm only describing, not prescribing, but as a result of from April 30th to May 1st, on April 30th, I woke up, I weighed 200 pounds. On May 1st, the next day, I weighed 197. And on the next day, Wednesday, May 2nd, I weighed 194.5. On Thursday, May 3rd, I weighed 193. On Friday, May 1st or 4th, I weighed 191, and on Sunday, May 6th, I weighed 188.5. So what does this mean? I went from, what was it? Was it Monday? From Monday, April 30th, I was 200 pounds, and then on Monday, well, within one week, I went down to 188.5. Now, I don't, I've committed, I'm no longer going to try to do math live. So I'm pulling up my calculator here. I'm going to do 200 pounds minus 188.5. And that tells me I lost 11.5 pounds in one week. I lost. 11 you know those those last 10 pounds that are the hardest the you know the ones that you know nobody can do this blah 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 you know blah 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 blah, blah. you know what i lost 11.5 pounds in one week without for me personally being that i have i spent three and a half years conditioning my body to be able to do 20 hours of working out okay and I will tell you that I was eating extremely healthy. I was eating, I was eating plenty of calories. As a matter of fact, I was eating well over 2,000 calories per day. Well over 2,000 calories per day every day that week. 
It's just I was eating the right calories and I was eating them at the right times and it was intermittent and I was working in that week. I can tell you right then it was full on what they call ketosis. It was everything. It all worked together. And if I wanted to, if I if I if I truly can stay committed to that, I could have done it in another week and I would have actually hit the 180 in two weeks. But I, but the thing is, I didn't do it within two weeks. Why? Because, well, I had until May 30th. And, and well, I, you know, why, why push it? And here's the thing, okay? So it, it, it's not that it's difficult to lose those pounds because I know exactly how to lose them. It, it, I, I will tell you, losing weight is simple. It is simple. If you have spent the time conditioning your body for intense physical activity and provided that that the the doctor approves you for such physical activity and provided that you learn the the nutritional way your body works uh, and by the way everybody's a little bit different in in some of their approach to sugar carbs and all this other stuff um, and and the types of foods you eat and how they affect you and how they affect your weight loss and gain. Uh, and but I've spent well over three and a half years trying to figure all of that out for my body. So th- this isn't stuff that I just developed in like boom overnight. It's like I just made a decision and boom, I lost eleven and a half pounds. It, no, this this is a whole lot more that goes into this. But here's the deal: I got down to what did I say? One eighty nine point five. But here I am, June eighth, and I'm one ninety one. What the heck? Now, I will tell you, I have been hovering somewhere between 190 to as high as 195 ever since then. So right after I hit that 189.5, the next, the very next day, I weighed 190. And since then, I have been, I, I, weigh, I weigh myself every day, I have been 190 to 195. And the interesting thing is that uh, I have on a consistent daily basis or well, on a weekly basis, I can tell you, I'm still working out somewhere between 10 to 15 hours a week. And that's pretty high intensity workouts. We're still talking uh, on average two hours per day on the Stairmaster or if I'm not at the gym doing two hours a day on the Stairmaster, I'm on my bike, and I'm usually, I, I will I will usually go no less than 30 miles on my bike, and I will do as much as, and I have done as much as 65 miles on my bike so far this season, and I'm actually thinking this Sunday, I may do Ride Cincinnati, which is a 100-mile bike ride. By the way, if I do that 100-mile bike ride and I get some things uh, kicked into action, I could actually be at 180 probably by next week, uh, by next Friday. <sighs> but there's something about this shift in identity. And I can tell you right now, while I I do believe on you know May 4th, when I, I originally recorded the live stream that I shared on May 10th here in the episode, um, in the podcast form. I do believe I shifted my identity, and that's why I lost 11 and a half pounds in one week. But something happened, and, it, and that I, I, it's kind of like that identity wasn't reinforced. It wasn't conditioned on a daily basis beyond that 
that week. And I will tell you that I have, for what unintentionally, unconsciously, I've gone back to this. I'll never be above two hundred. I'll never be above t- that. That's the identity I've defaulted back to now. And I'm, and I'm like, why is this? And and here's the thing. I I could I could give you the excuses. I know exactly what's going on. Um, and the and some of this is evaluation. All right, so. There, one of the things I talk a lot about how to achieve any goal you want in life, and I know for a fact that I can achieve anything that I want by number one, believing it's possible. Number two, writing it down. Number three, telling other people about it. Uh, and and there's some other things. There, I've learned some other distinctions as well, such as decide to take immediate action, uh, and and all these other things. But when it comes down to it. There are four things that we need to do to achieve success in anything we want to achieve. And I'm going to give you those four things. Number one, you need to know what is your ultimate outcome. What is it that you want? I want to be 180. All right. Actually, I want to be under 180. That's what I want to be. Number two, after you decide what is it you ultimately want, desire, or you must have. Actually, no, it's what do you want first. Number two is you must decide to make it, to change it from a want to a, something that must happen. You have to decide this must occur. There is no, decision means I am killing off any other option other than that of which I'm in pursuit of, all right? So you must decide to change it from a want to a must. It must happen. And at the same time of making, you never leave the point of making a decision without deciding also what actions you will instantly take right now, and you, you, you must take those actions. There has to be initial action, actions that are going to go along with the decision. If you've actually decided something and have not determined what actions you're going to take right now immediately or within the next 24 hours, then that really wasn't a decision. You, so, so step two, number one, step one is know your outcome. Step two is decide and take immediate action. And then step three is evaluate your results. So that's where I am today. I'm evaluating my results. And a lot of people might think, well, gosh, Cliff has failed. Uh, and, and I don't see what I have achieved over the past month as failure at all. What I see is, well, uh, okay, I'm evaluating what happened. Well, one w- within one week of making that decision, proclaiming, within one week, I lost 11.5 pounds. How, by the way, what does that do for me? Number one, it reinforced this idea and this belief. It reinforced my belief that it is possible to easily, simply lose 11.5 pounds in one week if I have, in fact, conditioned my body to be able to do that level of intensity and I have spent years, be more than three and a half years, learning how food impacts my body. Okay, uh, so I have learned, so, so my, my belief that it's easy to lose those pounds, it's confirmed. 
So what? So th- that that evaluation stands. That, that there's nothing to tell me that I couldn't lose. I, I'm 191 this morning. Could I lose 11.5 pounds this week if, with by next Friday, if I truly decide to do it? Yes. The answer is yes. I, there's no question in my mind. Can I do it? But. What I have to do is I I have to say okay what actions have I taken and and what has caused you know if, if I want the the point of step three evaluating your results is to evaluate okay after taking the actions that I said I was going to take have I achieved my goal so well first of all yeah after the first week the actions I took I was on my way towards my goal way faster than I thought that I would but for whatever reason. I decided to back off the fire hose, if you will, of intensity and of workouts, and I also gave myself a lot more flexibility in my nutrition. I'll get into that more in just a second, but what I found is that I'm like, I've got three more weeks until I have to hit 180. You know, it's okay for me to, to take some of this extra margin and calories and and eat it up with snacks. And so I still had some old patterns, some old conditions, conditioned habits, if you will, in the way that I eat. And it's not like I'm eating unhealthy snacks, but I will tell you that I'm evaluating the the results that I got, and I look at the fact that I've been hovering ever since I hit that 189.5, the next day I'm 190, and then all of a sudden I'm hovering between 190 to 195, and I have been doing that consistently, even though I'm working out two hours a day on average. Now I need to evaluate the res- those results. That, so I know what actions I've taken over the last several weeks that's get, got me to hover between 190 to 195. And now I need to evaluate. And so step four is, step three is evaluate the results. Have I achieved my goal, my outcome of 180 by May 30th? No, I have not. Wow, okay, so what's step four? Change your approach. Change your approach. Now, the thing is, is I already had an approach, so I, I, I do know that I could go back to some of the initial reactions, some of the initial actions. I could go back to those intense workouts and, and I could go for a couple more, you know, 50, 60 mile rides. I may actually, and I haven't yet decided if I'm going to go on a 100 mile ride uh, which is a it's an event in in Cincinnati, a hundred mile bike ride with a couple thousand people, or maybe it's a couple hundred people. Anyway, it seems like a couple thousand. It, it, it's basically we take over the road, all of us cyclists. But anyway, um, I will probably do that. So this probably is not a decision. I need to work on that one as well. Anyway, so the thing is, is I may do that on Sunday. And if I do, I, I know for a fact that, that, man, I'm well on my way. But I also have to, I, it, it's, what, what else do I need to evaluate those actions? Well, first of all, during that week the, that I lost 11.5 pounds doing the intermittent fasting with all of these other things, I can tell you that it took me away from uh, some of the things that I was doing in my business. And I have business goals as well. And I, prior to May, I, in the entire month of April, I was, my biggest priority in my business was marketing the Free the Dream Conference. And I was selling, well, so far sold more than 30, actually we're over $33,000 in tickets sold for the Free the Dream Conference so far. 
which is pretty incredible given that it's not until September. Most of that, I would say like, well, over 30,000 of it happened during the month of April because I was personally one-on-one doing lots of things in my business to generate those sales. Now, in the month of May, I only generated an additional three to $5,000 of sales and tickets. What's up with that? And I can tell you what's up with that. Instead of spending time sitting in here in the office doing things like the things that I was doing in April, which is tons of personal video outreach to people that I have relationships with, people I know who would be interested if I would personally reach out to them, all the things that I did in April, if I would do that again in the month of May, I would have sold another $30,000 in tickets to the event. But I didn't. Instead, I was focusing all that time, effort, and energy on this goal of of these workouts. But then what happened was I found myself, right around the second week, I found myself not having as much energy in my day. And so while the intermittent fasting was working and the things, but the thing is, is I, I was going just a little bit too extreme and I allowed myself a little bit more margin, and, 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 and I found myself still doing all the workouts, but what happened was I was working less in my business, at least on the marketing. I was still keeping up with everything in the Next Level Mastermind. That's continued to grow. Some other one-on-one mentoring that I've been doing, that's been extremely awesome. There's been also some people that I've been pro bono working with that is, you know, investing in them and it's been, the the results there have been rewarding and just other, all the things that are going on in my business that have to happen that I'm already committed to people that I will be there and I will serve you in this way, in this capacity, uh, that's all happened in the month of May, but Free the Dream Marketing completely went to the wayside and and I'm starting to emotionally feel a little bit of pressure. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't I, I can't have another month like this. And the fact that the ticket sales aren't just selling, you know, the conference isn't just selling itself uh, because really in the month of May, what is it? A couple of brief mentions at the end of a podcast episode, no emails at all sent to my mailing list and no personal reach outreach to anybody. So it's like, how, and, and as, so I, you know, a little bit of less energy as a result of the different way of, of, of doing things nutritionally and in exercise and intensity. I backed off of that, but I'm still working out. I'm not, and then all of a sudden I'm starting to feel like, oh my gosh, I feel a little bit of uh, an emotional strain and pressure. And I, I found myself, and this is what I'm evaluating my results. I'm evaluating my results here. And I'm doing it with you guys, just confessing to you guys where I'm at. And I can tell you right now that I had, during the past three to four weeks, I have allowed myself to get back into this old pattern or habit of binge snacking. And it's, it's, and, and I've turned to it as kind of an emotional coping mechanism. So I can tell you right now that I still have a struggle of emotional eating. And, and, and what I mean by it, what is emotional eating? Well, one thing is, is I don't feel great. And I, I, you know what? Let me just, just lay it on the line. I don't feel good about, I, I, I feel bad. I feel emotionally bad about the fact that I didn't do 
as much as I should have, what I feel that I should have done in the month of May to market Free the Dream. And as a result of that, I feel, I don't know if there's a little bit of guilt in that. I don't know if there's a little bit of shame in that. If there's a little bit of just, I, I, I feel like I should have been, I should have done that. And I didn't. And I feel, emotionally, I feel bad about that. And, and when someone feels bad, there, there's what we call pain associated with feeling bad. That's pain is feeling bad. Feeling bad is pain. And I want to do something that will help alleviate that pain. And I still have some hardwiring that I'm dealing with, that I'm working on, that I'm trying, I, I am working on reconditioning my mind and, and establishing some new neuro associations uh, associating what what is pain and pleasure when it comes to food but for whatever reason there's still this thing that man if i eat this and by the way the snack that i have been binge snacking but let me let me just say my binge snacking in the past in the in my very unhealthy days Binge snacking used to be like a bag of Doritos and a pint of ice cream and uh, chocolate chip cookies that are 550 calories and eating two of those a day. Um, Those are those are the kinds of things that used to be my binge snacking. Today, my binge snacking is uh, 100 calories of smart food popcorn that's white cheddar. Um, my, my binge snacking might be a 100 calories of mini pretzels. Uh, my binge snacking might be a protein bar that has only one gram of sugar in it, but you know, it's, it's 200 calories and, and stuff like that. And, and my binge snacking most recently may even be a half pound or a full pound of strawberries, which I know could be considered a sugary treat and blah, blah, blah. But it, 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 for me, that I don't consider strawberries to be a sugary treat. And that's only been recently that they've come into the house. But, but I have noticed that I have been turning to these snacks. And here's the deal. I, I go to the gym. I, I burn a thousand active calories, not total calories, thousand active calories. So my let's just say my goal is to eat 1600 calories per day which would allow me to if I stayed at 1600 net calories per day I would lose 2 pounds per week. That's where I am physically right now. 1600 calories consumed per day would net me 2 pounds lost per week on the scale. And that's that's my goal. Sometimes I'll I'll eat less than that if I, if because because the kind of foods that I would t- typically eat if I was eating the way that I know I want and should eat, it, it's actually kind of difficult to eat the the right. If you're eating the right foods, it's actually sometimes difficult to get all the way up to those 1600 calories. And you have to kind of get creative about how you're going to do that. But not if you, you know, I, I'll, I'll come home from the gym, I'll do intermittent fasting. And, and the next thing you know, I've burned a thousand calories at the gym. So technically I could eat 2600 calories during that day and still lose two pounds at the end of the week. And, but then I'll come home and, and then I won't eat until the until noon. And at, at noon, I might eat 800 calories, but all good, healthy, natural foods and stuff like that. And then in the afternoon, I will probably have one meal bar, which is only another 200 calories. And 
then I may have dinner with the family. And depending on what we have, I, you know, I, I still may have, I'll get myself all the way to that 1600 calorie, or I might even hit 1800 calories that day. But even if I hit 1800 calories after all of those meals, I'm still, I still have 800 more calories that I could eat that day and still lose two pounds at the end of the week. 800 calories. Now, I'm go- again, this is confession time to you. I will tell you that somewhere between lunch and dinner and then after dinner, I'm actually eating all 800 to 1,000 calories of those 100-calorie snacks. It, it, it's crazy. It's, I'm like, why do I do this? Every morning when I come home from the, when I come from the gym, it's like, okay, I'm not going to do that today. But at the end of the day, I found that I've done it, you know, four bags or five bags of those white popcorn, you know, white, white cheddar, uh, smart food popcorn. They're five, 100 calorie bags. That's, that's 500 calories, three bags of 100 calorie pretzels that, and, and, and the, the pretzels are actually carbs, but you know, still, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not a no carb guy, but then, but then there's, you know, I, I eat half a thing of strawberries. That's another 50 calories there. And, and you know what, I'm going to have a, an ounce or two of cheese. And, and next thing you know, I, I eat all those calories. I, I went to the gym. I, I burned a thousand calories. I had, but the thing is at the end of the day, I've eaten all those cal- Now I'm still within my calorie budget, but I'm right at my calorie budget. So at the, at the best, I'm going to lose two pounds by the end of the week or worst case scenario, I'm, I stay the same. And that's what's been going on since, since then. Now, I can tell you right now, it has, I, I do believe everything that I shared in episode 546. And for whatever reason, I have allowed myself to be driven by the identity of a guy who will never be above 180 for one week. And boy, did I see, I lost 11 and a half pounds. But what I did to get me there was in competition with other goals. So that I, I do know that. Um, I, so, so what I have to do now is I need to figure out a way, number one, I need to attack my snacking thing. This, this emotional eating and, and emotional eating, it, there's, there's no question that when I taste that food, I've been, I, I be, this is what I believe. When I taste that, that flavor of the white cheddar uh, flavoring on that popcorn, it tastes good and that tastes good gives me a feeling good and it takes away some of the pain uh, for just a moment while I'm tasting something and I'm feeling good you can't feel good and feel bad at the same time. And so therefore it alleviates any of the pain of not feeling good about feeling bad about the fact that I'm not marketing free the dream. <laughs> and, and the, the salt tastes good. The, the sweetness of those strawberries tastes good. The, 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 the sharp sharpness of my extra sharp cheddar cheese it, that the pleasure of that food is is giving me pleasure and you know what i'm able to eat all of these snacks that are somewhat healthy it's you know i've worked out i can do all of this it and and you know what it's not going to cause me at, at the end of the week i'm really not going to gain weight i'm going to stay somewhere between 190 to 195 and quite frankly i'm comfortable with that 
But at the same time, in the morning, I'm not comfortable with it. But in the evening, I am, I am comfortable with it. And I just got to share with you that that's that's the confession. That's where I'm at. That's that's what that's what's going on right now. I'm thankful that I've not been over 195 since since then. Um, but but I do need to work that out. And I so I so step number one: know your outcome. Step number two: decide and take immediate action. Step number three, evaluate your results. And step number four is change your approach if you haven't yet achieved the outcome. That's step number four is, is change the approach. And so I do need to take a different approach uh, in the month of June. And by the way, I, I have already started to do so, except for the fact that I, I it, it's only right now. I mean, I, I've been journaling before I go into the gym each morning. And I have been journaling about the fact that I do realize the snacking's gotten back out of control. And if I wasn't working out, I'd be gaining weight. Um, and, and it's something I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to work on. Um, it, but the thing is, is I know that I need to do something different than I did the, in the first week of May. And I also need to take a different approach to the amount of workouts compared to the amount of time working because absolutely, <laughs> okay, free the dream needs to be put back on the priority burner, the front burner priority. And it has, and by the way, I've already sold a few thousand dollars worth of tickets this week alone. Uh, so I, I know I'm back on target for that. And that's, I'm going to, but here's the thing. I need to find a way to balance all of this stuff. And I know that one of the thing is, one of the things is, is that when I actually get back into selling the free, the dream tickets, and I start seeing those ticket sales come in just like they did in April, that, that will, that will relieve the pain the emotional pain or that not feeling good feeling about the fact that I haven't been doing something that I feel like I should be doing and that needs to happen and blah, 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 blah. So I, I know that once I get back into, and now that I have gotten back into, I know that I'm going to be less tempted to quote unquote stress eat, emotional eat, whatever you want to call that. But here's the deal. I st- I'm still thankful for the last several weeks because I, it still has helped me to understand. I still need to work on this whole idea of emotional eating because guess what? If it's not the fact that I haven't spent the time I should be on marketing free the dream, there's going to be other stresses in my life. Other things are going to cause pain. Other things are going to cause discomfort. And I have to get to the place where I deal with pain and discomfort in a in a way that's different than eating food to take my mind off of any discomfort or pain that I feel. So that is something I'm still working out and that's where I am at. And I wanted to share that with you. And I thought that it might be beneficial for you to hear that update from me and to let you know that I'm not perfect, but I still firmly believe in everything I shared with you in 546, except for the fact that for whatever reason, I seem to be a little bit hesitant about where my identity at this point. I, I It's almost as though my identity has, has kind of rubber banded is like, I'll never be above 195. And, and, and I don't know if some of it is, is trying to say, you know what? Um, I, 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 here I am. I'm, how do I have an identity of 180 when I'm actually over 180? And so part of me is that. Part of me is, you know, I, I don't know. There's, I, I'm working this stuff out. Somebody asked me after I do this, how do you change your identity? 
Well, that that's something I'm working out as well, although I sometimes it is as simple as adopting it, making the decision and and here's here's what I I do know is working to condition it. Working to condition it. Um I'm I'm not going to I Oh, by the way, something else, by the, yes, okay, something else drastically changed. And this is, this evaluation did not occur to me. So conditioning is so important. And I, and I hesitate to share this. There, there are three people in my life that I consider to be my support, you know, that I, that my, my go-to people for support, accountability, three people in my life. My wife is one of them. And then there are two other human beings that that I turn to for support. And my my goal is for the other for the other two people that are not my wife is to talk to them once per week about what's really going on in life. You know, the you know, the the nitty-gritty, the thoughts that you typically don't share with other people, you know, what those thoughts are, how they're impacting me, blah, blah, blah. And also for them to have that opportunity to share those with me. I I track that as a habit in my habit tracking app. And I do know that those calls have not happened with those two people outside of it. Um, I, you know, we, we all have seasons in life, even with our closest friends. And so the, the, I'm, I don't place any blame. Uh, you know, I, I, I have reached out to, to, to some of them, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I, but this is still on me. But I do eval, evaluating things. I do know that my own accountability has has not been what I know is the most effective and beneficial. And and I'm I'm going to take ownership right now. One action that I'm going to take is after this recording, I am going to reach out to both of those people and say, "Listen, I need you. I really, I desperately, I need to talk to you. Uh, and I would love it if we could get back to once a week. But if not, I at least want you to hear." what's going on and and if we could touch base you know more often than we are currently you know i'd, I'd love to just you know say hey what why aren't you doing this what stop it you know i need i need that in my life and so um that's an evaluation and another thing that happened i just realized stephanie my wife had surgery uh the second week in may which she was my daily workout a partner and that daily conversation every single day uh, to the gym and home from the gym, every single day we would have that conversa- conversations related about these kind of things. And uh, she's she had surgery, um, she had a hysterectomy, and she had she is she had two hardcore weeks of no ac- activity. She's still on. She's halfway through six weeks of total recovery. Uh, she has been cleared to work out, but she hasn't yet decided to get back into her workouts. I think she she will probably do that, start that on Monday again. And I know as soon as she starts going to the gym and we have those conversations, I know that those are things that lead to conditioning my mind to stay focused on those things and to make those decisions. And anyway, I, I again, none of this is to blame anybody else. It's, it's all my decisions. It's all where I'm at. But one thing I know that I can be more intentional about some so some actions that I'm going to take. So step one, number one, I know my outcome. Number two, I decided and I took immediate action. I now I've got some results. A month, just over a month later, I have some results, and now I'm going to change my approach uh, based upon what what's happened. It's like so. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, I am going to reach out to my two friends and say I really personally need some some you know, some accountability. I need, I really, I need 
to have you guys reach out to me or I need to reach out to you. This, are you still up for this? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to my wife and see if I can't get her back to uh, you know, those, those trips to and from the gym. Uh, she, I, she's definitely able to you know, do some shorter workouts and we've talked about how that would fit in and she wants to do it. So I'm going to work on that. Um, and uh, I, I am going to, I'm going to focus a great deal of time effort and energy on working on my motivation and, and my beliefs about food and that pain and that pleasure and and I'm going to get my my snacking under control. Um, if, if I do that, that alone is going to help. But but not only do I need to condition my mind a little further related to snacking, um, I need to to, to work on that area, I need to get some accountability in that area, some commitments to these people, having them follow up with me uh, and, and me not wanting to let them down. That, that's, those kind of things are going to be helpful. And, um, you know, the workouts are still fine. I, it's, I'm still doing one. To, uh, this morning I did one hour, but every other day I've done two hours on the, on the Stairmaster or I've been on these long bike rides. And I, I don't know why, I, have, why I'm, I haven't firmly decided on Sunday that I'm doing that 100-mile ride. I've done Ride Cincinnati every year uh, for the last several years, so why wouldn't I do it this year? I, it's this Sunday, I believe. And so um, I, I'll, I'll probably do it, but I should make that decision right now, but I probably should talk to my wife first. So that's, that's, that's on my list today too. But on top of all of that, one thing I'm going to do to help alleviate some of the some of the the anxiety or stress or emotion that 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 has been leading to some of this I'm freaking going crazy on I'm going to go crazy on the marketing for the Free the Dream conference that 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 alone I'm going to here's what I'm going to do I'm going to sell another $30,000 worth of tickets uh this month by the end of June so not not only will I be I will here I will be under 180 by the end of June but I will also have an additional $30,000 in ticket sales sold for the Free the Dream conference. That that's my decision. I'm I know what actions I'm going to take to get there and that that is an update. So my confession but it's actually telling you, "Hey, it's not the the steps to success aren't know your outcome, make a decision and take immediate action and then celebrate your success." Although if you do take immediate action and you do achieve your goal right out of the week, right out of the gate, then yeah, step three is celebrate your success in achieving your outcome, all right? But actually, the, the, the formula for success is know your outcome, take immediate action, or de- decide and take immediate action. Step three, evaluate the results you got from the actions you've taken, and then if you haven't achieved your outcome, Oh, change, change your approach. Evaluate why you did not, I did not fail over the past few weeks. What I have done is I've got new distinctions about what has worked and new distinctions about what has not worked, new distinctions about what's motivating me, new distinctions about things that I need to fix and, and things that I need to work on and new actions. I am taking new actions changing my approach based upon what I have learned. And through all of this, I'm able to consider all of this a success because now I'm able to better serve people who are also 
struggling, even though they initially know exactly what they should do. But why is it, why is it that this didn't work? It's not failure. It's not because these te- last few pounds are harder to lose than any others. No, there's other things that are here, and now I'm aware of them. And I would have never been aware of them had I not made the goal and had not actually taken action so that I could evaluate the results. And so, therefore, I consider the month of May to be a huge success and a win in my life. But now I'm ready to take what I've learned and to succeed even further in my fitness goals and in the marketing of Free the Dream. By the way, if you have not done so already, I encourage you, please, right now, go to freethedream.live. Not .com, freethedream.live, L-I-V-E, and register for your ticket today. As I am recording this, there are only nine VIP tickets left available. There are plenty of the standard tickets, but there are only nine VIP tickets. And I would love to have you at the Free the Dream Conference. If you have any question whatsoever about whether or not Free the Dream is a good fit for you, I'm willing to personally jump on a video Zoom call with you for 15 minutes and answer any questions you have about the conference. And I promise you this, if it's not a good fit for you, if the conference and what you're hoping to get out of it, if it's not a, if if the conference will not provide that for you, and it's not the intention, the goal, the focus of the conference, I will tell you. But if it is, and you might be on the fence, and it's like, well, I don't know, Cliff. I'm not looking to build a business. You don't have to be building a business. It's certainly going to be very beneficial for people who are building their own business, who are all working on on doing the work that they feel most called to do in this world full time. It's certainly for those people. But there are some of you out there who have a day job, you have, you're the employee in a company, and you feel that that's where God has you. There are some of you who are in ministry, and you're doing ministry work, and that's what your true calling is, and you don't feel this entrepreneurial passion, but there are still some things that are holding you back, and, and, and some dreams that you have, and you're just wondering, is the conference right for me? If you're not sure... If you're not ready to go to freethedream.live right now and register for a ticket, then email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. That's my email address, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Email me and in the subject line say, 15-minute call, free the dream. And say, Cliff, I'd like to set up a 15-minute call with you to ask you whether or not free the dream would be a good fit for me and what I'm hoping to achieve. I would love to have that conversation with you. Send me an email or I would love to see your, your registration come through for Free the Dream over at freethedream.live. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to just be authentically yourself. Never feel like you have to be more than, than who you are. Don't be afraid to boldly pl- proclaim what you know to be true and exclaim it and teach it and share it with the world and and don't allow yourself ever to be lied to by anyone including yourself that if you don't 
live up to every single thing you know to be true, everything you believe. If you fail to to live your life according to every minutia of everything you teach, then you're a failure. That's a lie. Just be yourself. Be honest. Share who you are. Share your, don't here's the thing. Share your successes. Share your struggles. Share your obstacles. Share what you're learning. Always be learning. Always be teaching. And that allows you to grow and contribute, which are the two things that bring fulfillment in all of our lives. I encourage you to do more and more of that as we see the day approaching. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take every area of your life to the next level.